Hello and welcome to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast with uh, myself, Joe Oberleve, uh, senior writer at vikingsterritory.com and purpleptsd.com. And that's Mark Craig. He's the Vikings writer, NFL insider for the Star Tribune and startribune.com. We're back here for another week of the offseason. Big offseason for the Vikings. Big offseason for Kwesi Adolfo Mensa. Big offseason, big time. But uh, the biggest news of the week, it seems like I've got deja vu all over again, Mark. Uh, more talk about Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. What do you think of those dudes? And and uh, uh, apparently Mike, Mike Florio from uh, PFT said that uh, Vikings better watch. They got 10 days to figure out Cousins because then they'll go down to the combine and, and folks will find out just exactly how much – Atlanta's gonna pay, or somebody else that might be interested, and and then uh, and then they might lose them. Mark, uh, come on, settle, settle us down here. What's well, is the, are we assuming that the Vikings are are they fishing or are they are they what are they? Um, the, they know they, uh, the Vikings don't need Florio or Joe Oberly or Mark Craig to tell them, you know that uh, you know that, that they got to get Kirk. Uh, they they've got to make their final answer on Kirk Cousins before uh, probably before the combine or uh, or you know not that it'll be you know it can't be done before the league year starts but uh, yeah I mean I'll, there's stuff going on I mean it is up there's stuff always going on with the with this so yeah so there's, we're, we're there's find out some clarity pretty it's gonna start he's obviously the first domino to, to get this thing going yeah I mean I, I you know I, I to this point I haven't been worried but you wonder you know, the longer things uh, drag on, the, the the more opportunity there is to uh, change someone's mind. I don't like exactly what I'm hearing from Justin Jefferson that, you know, he wants Kirk here and and uh, uh, you know if they don't, you know, I, I don't know that the Vikings are completely sold on Kirk Cousins. You know, I mean they he it, the the reports you hear and who knows if they're accurate. He wants he wants the full Monty and. Uh, um, I don't know if the Vikings should do that. I, I just don't see that as viable for moving forward. You know, you just keep kicking the can down the road. And I mean, at some point you got to rip off the bandage, but if ripping off the bandage means you have to take off the, the one on with Justin Jefferson and lose him, then, then, uh, then I'm a pretty upset uh, Vikings. Well, you're not going to lose Justin Jefferson. Jeffrey, Justin Jefferson is under contract for this fifth matter. year. It's $19 million there. Um, you know, I've said this all along. I've been saying this all along. This is not a Vikings-only decision. This is a Kirk Cousins has something to say about it. Uh, you know, as it's been reported out there, Atlanta, you know, is looking for a quarterback. Uh, Kirk Cousins' wife is family's from Atlanta. She, they live in Atlanta. Um, these all these are all kind of things that figure that factor in. Uh, I don't know if, about what he wants as far as the full Monty. I mean, uh, at this point, Kirk Cousins, you know, his kiss the last dealer is. It got to the point where Kirk Cousins was almost like a good deal for a quarterback. You know, forty. You know, his average uh, was not even in the top ten. I don't think uh, mm -hmm. where we you know fifteen, whatever, somewhere in that area. Uh, he's wanting the probably the Daniel, like we've said before, the Daniel Jones money, where you get your forty million a year. Uh, you know, a little bit over forty million a year. Uh, as far as pull, yeah, you, you go your route. Um, pull the bandage off, you take your, you know, without Kirk Cousins. If Kirk Cousins walks, we've said this a million times, 
28 million. 28 and a half million dollars on your cap. Okay. And I, I could see both arguments. You know, I, people have said I'm completely insane for, for, for my take. And I'm like, if they don't go my route and go another route and, and get a bridge quarterback, that's great. You know, but I, I'm looking at it from a standpoint of that. I feel like they could be competitive this year and they could be competitive going forward as opposed to let's just try and be as bad as we can be, you know, and just throw, throw a year, another year away of Justin Jefferson's career. Uh, Daniil Hunter, if, if you end up re-signing Daniil Hunter, just throw another year away for him. I, I feel like you should try and be competitive every year. And I would like to see if, if I was doing it, you know, you kick the, if you're kicking the can down the road, whenever you eventually have to pay for that can or the, the full dead money of that can, I would like to have a quarterback other than Nick Mullins to step in and be my quarterback. Well, you know, my, you're right. Justin Jefferson's under contract, but my concern with him is, you know, ticking him off. You know, he wants, he said it many times to many people that he wants Kirk Cousins here. And then he got a chance to see him from the sidelines. What happens What when Kirk Cousins isn't in the game, then he played without him. And I think that's only uh, solidified that notion. And I don't want to tick him off. You know I mean? Right now he's, He's the yeah. kind of guy that is really uh, the kind of guy you want. Uh, I mean, he he wants to be here. He he uh, doesn't make a lot, cause a lot of problems or unrest. Uh, but if if you make him unhappy, there's pl- other places to go and other pl- people that would would love to have him. And uh, you know, I mean, you can say Stefan Diggs. You can say other people that have worked their way out of uh, places when they're under contract and got traded. So I. I, uh, that's what I don't, I want to avoid that. I want to get it done. I, well, wanna... I wouldn't, I wouldn't operate out of fear of a player doing that. Yeah. I, just would, I wouldn't do that because yeah, plus let's, 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 I mean, you and I have been around this a long time. We've sat through a lot of interviews. We've heard people get guys say a lot of things. Yeah. Um, whereas I, I do believe, you know, Stefan Diggs, Stefan Diggs was a totally different person. Stefan Diggs did not like he and Kirk didn't get along. He, but, but I don't know that, uh, you know, Stefan Diggs had to be put into a situation like a Josh Allen. He can't Stefan Diggs, if he pouted about Josh Allen or if he was with Patrick Mahomes, he can't win that fight. He can we can kind of win it with and and, and force his way out of town, uh dealing with Kirk Cousins and all but Justin Jefferson is a different person, different personality. You know, Justin has voice support for Kirk. Sometimes I, I think he's just saying, well, I, not that he doesn't like Kirk. Yeah, I, I think there's a good relationship there. I think that they work well together. But if, say last year, okay, say if they would have gotten if what was, you know, believed to be, and I, I believe it was the case, that they were going to try and get up and get uh, uh, the, the quarterback that went to Indianapolis, Anthony. Uh, oh, Richardson. Richardson. Yeah. All right. I mean, Justin Jefferson would have been on board with that. You know, it, you pay Justin Jefferson, the, you make him the highest paid receiver in the league, the highest paid non-quarterback in the league, Justin Jefferson is going to be a happy man. Mm-hmm. And whether it's Kirk Cousins, whether it's another quarterback that they draft, um, I just you know, it, you know, this is something to me. Get the quarterback right, get the quarterback position right, and Justin Jefferson will be happy with it. Um, but I hear the money, and I do believe I've said all along. I feel like that that what you do is you invest in the quarterback like you've never invested in the history of the franchise. You give Kirk some money. To get him here for another two years, and you draft a quarterback, and you make that your your guy, because you got your quarter, you got your. If they keep you know dilly dallying around, how's that for an old guy term? If they if they keep screwing around with this, 
you know, you're going to, the, the, the quarterback guru head coach is going to get fired and he won't be here anymore. So let's take advantage of him while he's here, win some games and get the quarterback situation straightened out. I hear that, you know, and I read, I don't know if that's, that's true. It's everybody's speculating uh, that the money for Jefferson, they probably have already settled on that, but they're talking about guaranteed money. That's what Florio was saying that, they probably he probably wants more guaranteed uh, years than they want to give him, and he's saying that the Vikings only guarantee uh, uh, more than one year to quarterbacks, but then they went and did it for Hawkinson, so that's not true either. But uh, and the thing with Cousins is he wants three years. You know, it's the structure of that his contract. He wants three years guaranteed. I don't think the Vikings can do that. I don't think they want to do that anyway, and that would not you know, work well. You, if you, you draft somebody that you want to get them in after a couple of years of sitting on the bench and you got Kirk Cousins sitting there who's still, you know, hauling in 40, 50 million dollars, you know, or whatever he's, he's going to get. Uh, and one of them's not going to play. I, I don't know. I, I, oh, no, a- I, yeah, no, I, three years, no, three years, no. Cause you know, the two years works with the fact that, okay, you, you, you get him, you stay competitive with him. I mean, it, Without Kirk, uh, you know, it, it, it's uh, granted, Kirk is not one big. He's not one at the right times. He doesn't have a good playoff record. But Kirk Cousins gives you your chance to be competitive with Detroit and Green Bay. And Chicago is going to be a lot more competitive than, I mean, Chicago's loaded, loaded, loaded for bear, Joe. Yeah. Uh, and, and they're going to, you know, I feel like they're, they're, they're making some good decisions and, and they got, they got all kinds of money. They got the draft pick at two of the top 10 draft picks, including number one. So, Kirk, you know, gives you that chance, but I agree. I, you know, a third year, I'd say the third year is uh, now the way it's structured, you know, with void years and stuff, you may have to take care of some dead money at the end. But yeah, yeah if he wants another three years and, and, he, and he say he wants 120 million guaranteed and that right. third year is guaranteed at whatever and it in your cap, your cap hits over 50 million. No, it, no, I wouldn't do that. And so at that point, that's when you say bye bye, Kirk. And you go and you look at at what Tampa Bay did. Tampa Bay went out and got the ultimate, uh, like you know, just take a chance on a on a Baker Mayfield for four million dollars, and they made the playoffs with him playing his best year he's ever had. Then that's your bridge guy. You know, yeah. Go get someone like that. If, maybe it's even Baker Mayfield. Maybe if like if, if Baker Mayfield prices himself out of Tampa, which I don't think he will, uh, you know, throwing a ball to Justin Jefferson would look pretty good. And I would take Baker Mayfield for sixteen millions and one over one year. You know that that would work for me. Yeah, you know, you 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 talk about uh, 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 dead money on the cap. I don't. I, I think if you keep Kirk, you're you're never going to avoid some of that. At, at either now you rip off the band-aid now, let him go, and then pay that twenty-eight million or eat that twenty-eight million, or where they're going to restructure, they're going to have to do it at the end of his contract anyway, if they do sign right. him. Yeah. So it's, what I keep saying is that when it, when that bill comes, if it eventually does come due, yeah, then you have, you know, it's, it, you know, look, just look to, to your, as you're facing North, look to the right at about 250 miles and see how, you know, I'm not saying that Jordan like, that that you'd have a guy sit on the bench for four years or whatever, or three, whatever it was, three, yeah. whatever it was for Aaron Rodgers, but I sure wouldn't mind having uh, Kirk a bill come due at like like Aaron Rodgers' bill due this year 
2023 was $40 million. And that was a hell of a lot easier to accept whenever you had Jordan Love as your quarterback as opposed to Jaron Hall or Nick Mullins or whatever other piece of, you know, uh, leftover part that you have. So that's got to be the plan, though, isn't it, Mark? That's got to be the plan. Sign Cousins for a couple years, go up and draft and get this quarterback that you want and then do the 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 Packers motive. Let him sit on the bench a couple years, ride Kirk out the rest, get him started, keep Jefferson. Uh, I don't know what you'll have left at that point because they have so many other holes to fill. But that's got to be the plan, doesn't it? Well, you know, that, that would be the, the perfect plan. You know, the, the, other than like what uh, Indianapolis, the year that Peyton Manning broke his neck and they got, they, they got rid of him, they took one year and they were absolutely horrendous, got the number one pick, got uh, Andrew mm. Luck. The only, only fly in that ointment was Andrew Luck didn't go on and play a you know, 15-year career. He, right. he got tired of football after whatever it was, eight years. That's um, crap but, shoot. but you don't, you know, you just don't know. First of all, they're they're hamstrung by the fact that the top three teams, there appears to be three quarterbacks that we that we drafted in the top. Yeah. 10. Now that could change, that could change easily, or you know, or at least publicly that will change, you know, as 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 everything gets all mm-hmm. sorted out and quarterbacks tend to get pushed up. Um, you know, but you know, you could be a CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud could start from day one, look like a 10 year veteran from day one. And then you, you, they got that going, you know, for however many years, a decade right. at least. Or it could be Trey Lance, you know, or, or it could be someone that, you know, that's, that's, you know, the other, the hardest part of all of this, the fi- as if the financials wasn't and the trading wasn't hard enough, it's trusting the fact that, that there's someone in place that, knows what they're looking at that is capable of making the right decision. Are they? Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. But if they if they mess up this draft, they won't be around much longer. And that's, oh, you're that's right. saying something because, you know, the, the Wilfs are as, as patient uh, outside of Pittsburgh. Uh, is They're as patient as, as any owner you'll find. And But, you know, we're seeing this in, in very quick order. We're seeing what 2022 draft has already done for so many teams. Uh, so you're talking about, you know, the, the old days of waiting four years for a draft to show itself. That's over. I mean, it's two years probably. Wow. Uh, it could be even one year in some cases. All right. Well, thanks for talking to me off the ledge. You got to do this each week. It's, it's my therapy, you know, you know, for the, for the like this can happen. But uh... you know, my, my thing is just if, if it, you know, obviously it's not worked out. You know, Kirk has wanted more than what the Vikings are willing to commit to him. They yeah. can say they love him, and you know, they can see all the all the glowing things that they want, but they have not put their, you know, the Wilfs have not put their name down on a contract that's been to get him to stay here. And if it doesn't work out, then go to Plan B. Find your find your bridge bridge quarterback. Look for a, you know, look for that Baker Mayfield deal. Look for someone that. Uh, I don't know who it is. If I knew who it is, I'd be working in the NFL. But you know, that's what you pay these these freaking you know geniuses to to uh, to unearth and find it, and then draft your quarterback. Or, but I this is the first time in a long time that I will be that I'm saying I'm willing to give up because it seems like the rest of the league does. Everybody, you know, people do this. You got to give up future capital to to try and hit that guy. Now. Only do it if it's the guy that you are sold on. Right. Don't do it for Christian Ponder. Uh, 
things like that. So yeah. it's quite possible that they, they want to do it and it just can't be done. I mean, there's, it's got to be a two-way street. You know, uh, they could sign me as their bridge quarterback for a hell of a lot less money, and I would guarantee Galdang Tia that first overall draft pick in 2025. Of course, knowing you'd end up playing fewer snaps than uh, than Marcus Davenport. <laughs> and me. Of course, the Vikings will have probably traded away the first if they were going to get it anyway by then. So who knows? But anyway, that that we did. <laughs> We, 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 you know, that's kind of our lead into free agency. We want to talk a little about a free agency today and we'll, uh, we'll come back and do that. We're going to look at uh, the NFC North and the cap space and, and uh, kind of how Quasi's done in the, uh, in the, uh, in his two years as a guy who makes these decisions. So we'll take a quick break here. We'll come on back and we'll talk about some of this Vikings territory breakdown. Okay, folks, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown podcast with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, uh, we'll take a look at the NFC North and how the teams are stacking up. I mean, as the season ended, there's plenty to be concerned about if you're a Purple Hammer Warrior uh, uh, follower because the other three teams are looking pretty good. Uh, The Packers and the Lions looked really good, uh, made it to the NFC title game. The Packers uh, made the playoffs when they were expected to just, you know, maybe build for a couple of years that Jordan Love. They they made the playoffs, and and uh, the Bears have a boatload of picks, so they're going to be good. But, uh, you know, looking looking at the Vikings situation right now, they have uh, $28.9 million in cap space. And and according to Sport Tra- or Spot, how do you say that name? Spot Track? I don't know. Spot Track, yeah. Spot rack. Uh, they're fifteenth, uh, ranked fifteenth in that. In that, uh, how do you think the Vikings are stacked up in free agency this offseason, which begins on March thirteenth, the new league year, and when, when all hell, hell will break loose? Yeah, you know, I mean, right now all the cap spaces are. I mean, they're there because they're monitored year round, and it's, it's great that we have these sites that do this. Uh, but I don't know. There's a whole lot of value to where teams are right now because you. You know, the Vikings are 28-9, but that's, um, you know, that's, I think that's counting Justin Jefferson at 19. You know, they're going to re-sign him. That's going to be lower, even though, even though they're going to break the bank on him, the actual cap number comes down. Mark, Mark, uh, real quickly, was, was that, you know, I, I just saw that this week and I didn't realize he got paid that much. Um, isn't that a lot? I guess he, he was a first round pick, but doesn't that seem like a lot for a rookie contract deal? No, no, it, well, it's the fifth year option. Oh, okay. you, when you get drafted in the first round, you get the uh, uh, you get uh, all contracts are four years. But if you're drafted in the first round, which is a lot, a lot of times why you see teams jump in back like the Vikings did it with Teddy, came back to 32. I think uh, the Ravens did might have done it with uh, Lamar Jackson. You get that fifth year where you get another year oh, yeah. in return. The player gets a heck of a lot of money. I mean, Justin Jefferson, you know, last year was actually his average or his pay for last year was less than, um, than Jordan Addison. I mean, he think about that. Justin Jefferson was the second highest paid receiver on his team last year. Um, so, or I don't know if it was, might've made less than Brandon Powell. I don't know, but he must've been doing a hold in then. That's why he got injured and stayed out for seven weeks. Yeah. Well, he had his chance. I mean, Daniel Hunter got paid, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson had he held in, you know, probably would, that would have, shaking the trees enough i think for him to get that 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 deal so i guess hats off to him you know that he you know didn't do it um but 
you know, he's going to get paid here eventually. What do you but, think? He's making 19. He's scheduled to make 19. They would want to rip that up because they got to pay him 19. Anyway. Why, why not just pay him a little bit more and re, renegotiate? And send, I mean, wouldn't you, wouldn't you do well, that? One of the reasons he didn't hold in and the reason that the Vikings didn't get the contract done last year is because he, he, he technically had two more years on his deal. You know, right. you get down to where you only have just that year, you know, you won't see Justin Jefferson. I mean, even Justin Jefferson – uh, as nice as he is, as team friendly and uh, unreceiver like as he is personality wise, would not step on the field if that's his last year. I, I'd be stunned. So yeah, you you tear, and it's also it's good for the Vikings to tear it, not tear it up. I think it gets put on top, or and then they they you know Rob does all the maneuvering of the money, but he's I think he's guaranteed that nineteen million. Mm. Uh, so, but you can you can do things with a cap number to bring the cap number. So the Vikings want to extend him so they can bring that cap number down. But the Vikings number also includes, you know, uh, uh, Harrison Smith at like 19.7. Well, Harrison Smith's not going to, you know, be, he's not going to get that. He's not going to be, he's not going to, if he comes back, he'll, he'll do a, you know, he'll take a huge pay cut to maybe finish his career here. So that would be, you know, a lot lower than, uh, than that. Uh, but like the, the Lions are there, I think they're eighth in, in cap space right now at 48. Bears, 70 million, they're third overall. You know, the Packers are like 22nd, they're less than a 500,000. But you know, David Bakhtiari is a guy that I think is 40 million against their cap. When they cut him, uh, that goes down to 20 million. And, and so, like, there's 20 million dollars. What about so Rodgers? Rod, is Rodgers still on the, their cap or no? No, Rod, see, Rodgers, they took that last year was there. Okay. Their one year, you know, gut punch that they took there. So they're, they're done with him. So yeah, it's, it's to be, to, to take a, to take a hit like that, to lose a quarterback of that stature, MVP and everything else, Hall of Famer, and to make the playoffs, you know, that year and then go down to Dallas. You know, to me, not only is it making the playoffs, it's going down to Dallas and, and really stamping the fact that you're a playoff team, uh, not just, you know, going and getting smoked. Uh, that's what's one the 2022 for me with the Vikings was it was a good year, but it's like man to get beat at home, upset as the, as a three C was such a bitter taste for that season. You know, yeah. on it, uh, especially what they ended up you know, having to do with you know losing all the players that they lost after that. <clears throat> so yeah, it's uh, they you know the Vikings. There's money, but you know when they're chasing free agents, they're chasing uh, basically. Their money's going after making sure, you know, Kirk is taken care of or, or worked out. Justin Jefferson's worked out. Um, you know, Daniil Hunter. You, you know, you re, you need an edge rusher with if you have Daniil. If you don't have Daniil, you need two edge rushers. Right. And then you got to weigh it against what you know. What, if if they don't go if they don't go quarterback in the first round, if they don't make a trade and go quarterback. I think or or trade back and get quarterback. Um, you know, they're, they're, they would address their defense at 11, I would think. It would be corner or uh, or edge rusher. Mm-hmm. But I think when for free agency, you've got to, like, be looking for your – where can you make the most impact? And, and you know, last year, you know, Quasey, their, their feeling was the most impact was Marcus Davenport. And it to me, I've written this and had numbers and, you know, snap counts to, to back it up. It was the worst free agent signing of the year, I thought. You know, for what, for the number of people that were that were signed at average thirteen million dollars a year or more, 
which he got the one year 13. Uh, it was horrible. And they can't, they can't afford to do not only do they need to draft well, but they can't afford to be, you know, taking a big swing on a guy when you, when you get like one big swing and you, and that's your big swing, you know, that's unacceptable. But they better fill some holes in free agency. They have to, you know, uh, do something because there are so many holes. There's plenty of holes on defense. You're right. I don't think we see, you know, uh, uh, there's a lot of fat on the cap with Harry uh, Harrison Smith is 19.2. Uh, you've got to, you've you probably got to reduce that, as you said. You, there, and then you got to get another safety in there. Then then you've got uh, the defensive interior defensive line. W what are you going to do there? You got to fill some holes. You've got to look at uh, maybe improving the interior of the offensive line. So I. I don't know. Twenty-eight million is is fifteenth. That's right in the middle. They're twenty-eight point nine million. Uh, so that's kind of a good place to be in, or you know, not. I, mean, I remember about a week ago, your your uh, colleague Jim Suhan wrote a uh, column that said that they could sign Kirk and JJ and Hunter, the big three, and it would actually and and fit them under the cap with other stuff too, and that's all about extending them down the road, right? That's that's. I know you're not a capologist, neither. Yeah, are. yeah. But you know, like with with Daniel, you know, because there was some, you know, I think Daniel's got like a fourteen, fifteen million dollar dead cap situation. So if he's gone, he's going to count fifteen million. You know, and I've, people have said this, and people a lot smarter than me that it, you know have run teams and and said it, it it's not what you pay a player it's what you pay a you know a, a, it's a dead money that you know you want to avoid the dead money it's mm. if you know if you're if you're paying like justin jefferson gets a 175 million dollar contract and plays through the life of it and and fulfills everything that you could possibly hope for that's great um but if it's a situation like uh, you give someone you know a bazillion dollars and and they're they they they're horrendous after a year or two and then you end up taking a bunch of cap hit or dead money then that's you know like, like jared allen jared allen at one time when he was signed it seems like nothing now but he was the highest paid defensive player in in league history at one point and wow. it, it wasn't even you know it wasn't even over a hundred million dollars and but he played he didn't miss a game in his entire career with the vikings uh, obviously was one of the best edge rushers his entire career with the Vikings um, set, you know, franchise record for single season sacks and all this stuff. Uh, he got every bit of that money, but that was a great deal, especially whenever it was considered, he was considered a character risk when they, when he brought yeah. him in. Um, you know, that's what you're looking for is to get these guys that not only can, you know, uh, make an impact, but they can sustain it. So, so the other side of the table, uh, the the uh, player and his agent, they don't give a rat's patootie about dead cap space. They don't care how the the that's do they care how that's structured. They just want the the number and probably guaranteed dollars and maybe years or that's what they're looking for. So they don't care if uh, the Vikings have to deal with dead money on their uh, their guy because they're going to get it at the end of the contract regardless, right? Yeah, yeah, that's just you know these they're looking at guaranteed money. You know, it's uh, not. I think I've seen somewhere where you know uh, the sticking point with Justin Jefferson is guaranteeing years. Um, I, I don't understand that at all because I understand you know a guaranteed money like 
to Justin Jefferson, uh, like Tyree Kill signed a four-year $120 million deal. 72 of that was guaranteed. Um, you know, uh, Nick Bosa, five-year, 170, 88 million was guaranteed. So um, you, you know, for Justin Jefferson, you're probably looking at something in the 100 and he's probably targeting Bosa and Vikings might be targeting Tyree Kill's deal. Um, you know, Jefferson probably wants something in $172 million, uh, probably, you know, for how over, many years? Over 90 guaranteed, maybe close to 100 guaranteed. Wow. Um, now, whether it's it gets it all at once or he gets it over two years or three years, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't quite understand the argument that, that that's a sticking point because he wants it guaranteed years. Uh, to me, it, it's the total amount of money that you can get for guaranteed. Right. The signing bonus that comes in. Like, why would you want your third, fourth year guaranteed if your third or fourth year comes after you get the bulk of your guarantee and your fourth year is, you know, That's making, good make, having to, you know, can you imagine Joe having to get by on like only if your actual salary was only like 5 million after you've gotten 95 of your hundred and you wouldn't want to be, you'd want to be, you know, about playing that contract so you can go for the next contract. I'm still going to, like I said, I'll be the bridge quarterback for less. I don't need 5 million, but I, <laughs> I don't know how they get by. Right. Uh, Mark, but when we say this, when we make, when we say this about players, you know, the people that are above them, <laughs> the totem pole, the head of the totem pole, they're, they're billionaires, not not millionaires. Yeah. So uh, it's all one big giant pie that you and I get to to look at from afar. This might might seem like a silly question or obvious one, but the guaranteed money only guarantees you to be paid if your career ends, right? Because if you know, well, you're, Jefferson, Jefferson got paid for all 17 games this year, despite sitting out seven of them, right? Without, yeah, of course, yeah. So that that's that's no, what that we, 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 we're talking about guaranteed money. This is like this Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill, uh, like if they cut him, uh, or like he got 72 million dollars guaranteed. So when he signed, no matter what else happens, 72 million dollars guaranteed. So obviously, if he decides to retire the next day, he doesn't get it. Or right. you know what I mean? Or uh, there's probably you know deals in there for if he gets suspended or or something like that. But no, that 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 guaranteed money is is that's you know, Kirk is the only one who's ever gotten a multi-year or right. the first one. First one. First one. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it's probably well. Yeah, no, it's happened because uh, Deshaun Watson got it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Kirk was the first guy, and, and it seems like, you know, poor Kirk had to get by on three years and $84 million. Yeah. You imagine, could you imagine having to do that in today's world, Joe? Uh, a lot of things have changed since then. They don't even pay a bridge quarterback that much or not that, that little, right? Yeah, my heart's bleeding. Um, so, so when you look at some of these other guys in the Central, uh, they're all sitting pretty good. I mean, the Packers, are obviously, they're – 22nd but uh you say if so does that mean that if if Bakhtiari they let him go which is probably going to do that is 40 million against cap turns into 20 just like that in dead cap money and, and so that clears up 20 million for them is that correct yeah yeah that's how that's how it works yeah so they've got some some room there to negotiate and that puts them right up into uh you know without that'll move them up a few spots what for what that's worth but uh yeah that's not good and 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 uh Looking at the Lions, they have 
$48.1 million. How have they done that? Have they, they're such a young team that everybody's on rookie contracts. Is that what's going on there? They draft well, Joe. Um, yes, we've, they do. We've, we've noted quite a few times how, how well they do draft uh, uh, and how, how well their last, you know, three to four drafts have really, uh, you know, put them in overdrive going past uh, this outfit. I wonder what they're going to do, you know, in the offseason. I mean, that lot of money, they can sign a couple big-name free agents uh, to fill in, you know, spots. But that's always a risky thing to do, too, because then, you know, they've got they've got kind of a belief system over there, you know, where they're, they're all buying into Dan Campbell and, and they're all – uh, they're all kind of young and 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 drinking the Kool Aid and and they want to play for him. But you know, you bring in somebody that some high price free agents like like a Daniel Hunter has been rumored to be over there. Ha- have him and and what's the guy's name? Uh, uh, the other the other edge rusher over there starts with an A. What's his last name? Hutchinson. Oh, Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Aiden Hudson. Yeah, boy, would that would that be a duo? I've heard heard that mentioned. So th- they got some room to. To maneuver too, they're going to probably do something. Well, yeah, and as far as like young guys buying the Kool Aid, or guys want to win, guys want to be good. And I mean, I'll give you the perfect example. I covered Bill Belichick when he was—I won't say he was a nobody because you know he was a—he was the hot defensive coordinator with the Giants, and he had been on two Super Bowl winning. But when Bill Belichick first became a head coach, he was—he was 39 years old, 38 years old, uh, had no respect in the locker room from the from the Browns players that were there. You know, he had no personal interpersonal skills, would walk down the hallway, wouldn't look at a guy. They hated him. They hated this guy. And he and whenever by the time he left Cleveland, although he did he made the playoffs for one year in in '94 and won a, and won a playoff game. His first playoff game, he beat the Patriots. He beat Bill Parcells and the Patriots. Uh, then he went and got killed in Pittsburgh. But if you'd have said, if you'd have told me back in 1991 that hey, this guy's going to be the best coach in the league, maybe in history. And guys are going to want to play for him. They're, I mean, star players uh, with egos, you know, the size of Montana are going to want to play for this guy. I just said, you're crazy. But, you know, whenever he he became eccentric and he became, you know, uh, a guy that you could win Super Bowls with, you could, that's where you went to win Super Bowls. And uh, so, yeah, if you win, uh, Dan, Dan Campbell wins, that's going to be uh, a blueprint for, you know, a lot of teams. You know, yeah, and I, I guess the the uh, should be tough. <laughs> the uh, the Bill Belichick reputation or demeanor that you describe has kind of caught up with him. It sounds like it's things soured a little bit at the end there in in New England because he wasn't winning. Maybe is that is that is that what? Uh, yeah, did? I, I, I Wes uh, Wes Phillips and I had this discussion when I wrote a story on Wes uh, during the season, and, and we were laughing, or he was kind of saying he's shaking his head. He goes. You know, because this is whatever, you know, the rumors about Belichick maybe not coming back. And I said, you know what? I I said, nothing surprises me in this league. But I said, if, if no one, you know, if anyone would get the the right to kind of to end when he wanted it to end would be Bill Belichick. It was no matter how if you win four games, you still can look over your shoulder and see six trophies sitting there and think, OK, this guy may get us get him, you know. Let's get him the players, you know, replace the, the Brady somehow. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I have a hard time believing it, that, that the Patriots are better off with, with one of Belichick's linebackers who's never been a head coach or much of a coach, that they're better off without him. So, uh, but yeah, it, it came to, you know, Brady left and 
you know, wonder. Back, I could see where teams wouldn't jump in on the Belichick train and give their basically you're you're signing over your your organization to him, right? To, to have for two years or three years, uh, and you're you know if you're the owner, you're allowed to come to the games and just keep your mouth shut. I could see why that you know, but someone will probably hire him in 2025. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think part of that part of the what's wrong with that is you know he got. He got the GM job as well. And so he's making all the personnel decisions as well as the coaching decisions. And and the guy ultimately is a defensive guy. And I think he's had trouble picking quarterbacks since he kind of got Brady. I wouldn't say he fell on his lap, but they picked him. And, and yeah. what, you know, I mean, but look at that. I mean, uh, you know, that guy gets so much. He might not be as good at, at, at seeing – offensive players as he does defensive players maybe kind of like a zimmer or something like that and so when you give him the gm power there's nobody to check that there's nobody to say hey you know or the, you know the offensive coordinator is going to tell him what's what i, I don't know I, I don't i don't see that yeah what they they over the years when they had brady the problem was uh belichick his philosophy was always even going back to you know the early days in cleveland was get rid of a guy a year too soon as opposed to a right. year too late. Yeah, he underestimated the ability of Tom Brady to play at an elite level until he was forty-five years old, and he probably could have kept, you know, could kept going. Uh, but but over the years, whenever they would draft quarterbacks, you know, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was a hell of a draft pick. Uh, wherever they took him at the second mid round, uh, yeah. when they ended up trading him, they got a lot for a guy. They would always draft a quarterback and he'd play, and then they'd get more when they drafted when they traded him. Even uh, even uh, Matt Castle was one. Matt Castle was it was a was a guy that when Brady got hurt on the first snap of the 08 season, yeah, they won eleven games. You know, with Matt Castle playing quarterback. So uh, I don't know, but yeah, that that is a good example of now it's. Even if you're Bill Belichick, if you don't have a quarterback, your days are numbered. <laughs> so yeah. the Vikings have got – I would not want to go a year – I would not want to just say, especially if I'm in my second year coming off a disappointing, even though even though they had injuries, even though they uh, didn't have Kirk for the full year, they still were in position to make the playoffs. And I think with a little better coaching at the quarterback position, they would have made the playoffs. Um, you know, I still feel like they could have done more with Dobbs. Uh, they certainly could have had a, had a bit a better leash on uh, Nick Mullins and some of those crazy games and crazy ways he was handling those games. Uh, so I would not want to go a year without uh, being competitive at quarterback. I think the Vikings were tanking, and the the quarterback carousel was their way to do it without you knowing that they were tanking. Well, then they waited too long to tank because they won five in a row, right? They beat, yes, they beat they the 49ers. They, That's uh, why you had to get Dobbs out of there. God dang, you won too many games. Get him out of here. Yeah, it's a that three nothing game against the Raiders. You know, they were you know, just. <laughs> I blame I blame the entire tanking on if if it wasn't for Joseph, they would have been they'd be in the top ten. Right, right. right. You know, they're you know they were trying to lose that one, and the Raiders they were just too lame. No, I'm kidding. Well, no, the defensive the guy on defensive side of the ball wouldn't tank. We know that because he's in a lawsuit. So yeah, he's pretty well he's he's pretty well established. And he's an anti tanking. And as soon as, as soon as this uh, episode airs, they're going to come after me with a lawsuit. So I better shut up and go take a break. So we'll take a quick break here on Vikings territory breakdown. And uh, so come on back.
Okay, folks, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown. We got Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. You've seen him here before. He's here with us again, as he is every week, telling us what's up. Uh, we This section of the program segment, we wanted to talk a little bit more on free agency and how our uh, how our fearless leader at the Vikings, uh, Quasi Adolfo Mensa, has done. And, and it's going to maybe that'll give us some insight on how we will do. But uh, uh, before we do that, Mark and I were throwing around the idea of maybe, uh, you know, one reason, one place the Vikings probably have to spend some money is in the second tier. You know, they, they'd love to sign some of those big names. Go get Chase Jones. Boy, that would, that would, uh, that would make it. Uh, is that his name? Chase Jones from Kansas City, the guy that just, uh, uh Chris Jones. Uh, yeah. Chris Jones. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to cost you more than Daniel Hunter. So, I would <laughs> exactly. Have- well, and so, you know, we were both kind of taking a look at it, you know, I, uh, the second tier, I, I, Byron Murphy or Zedaria Smith or even Davenport. Uh, but the one guy I kind of looked at, because I think, I think Daniil's going to be gone. I think Daniil did his one-year contract last year, and he, I, he, I think he was an indication to me that he really wants to check out free agency and see what he can get while he can still get it. So I think he's going to go. And uh, so you immediately, if that's the case, you got to find someone to replace him. And uh, I saw a list where this guy was listed at number 19, uh, uh, defense, uh, Bryce Huff, defensive end from the New York Giants, who, uh, who's, who's done pretty well. I mean, he recorded, uh, uh, I think he had uh, 10 sacks this past season and, and uh, uh, played over 42% of the Jets defensive snaps last year. I think he's, He's a good guy that, uh, given the right scheme, could and maybe for Brian Flores, uh, he might uh, fit in really well. But that's that's who I would hope they'd go after somebody like that. That might still be too rich for their their blood, but that's the guy I had. Did you have somebody there you thought? Well, it depends on you know. To me, that you put all of your you put all your efforts into getting Daniel. Um, right. You also see what Daniel gets on the open market. Being um, he's twenty nine. Um, and granted, he, the, in, the the injury years were or on the other side of a year where he had 16 and a half sacks. But you just wonder if other teams who aren't quite as familiar with him, do they look at, you know, does he have too many miles on 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 his tires? Um, you know, maybe the Vikings can get that. Uh, I see where you know uh, the market was about 20 million a year. I'm wondering if he's going to want more than that. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I sort of feel like he's gone too, but I feel like, uh, boy, if the Vikings don't get him, then what do you do? Because you, you, if you go, if you just, if you replace him with a, a third tier guy that's at the bottom of the financial pile, then you have what Pat Jones and a, and a, who's basically that type of player, uh, a good backup, uh, an ascending player who's a good backup, but he's not really a starter caliber player. Um, Boy, then you're you're a big trap. Yeah, uh, then are. you maybe start targeting one of the the big names. But uh, part of me feels like they will get Daniel done because um, I think they might be willing to pay more than maybe what the market pays for him. I, I'm hmm. totally guessing on that. And then you look at you know do you do a renta guy? You know, there's a lot of renta rushers that uh, you know the Vikings tried it with Davenport um, uh, in in Dockway. Um, was a guy that still right. died and, and he lasted like five games and actually led the Vikings in sacks that year with six and a half. 
<laughs> uh, like a Janavian clowny who's another, you know, another one year prove it. He, I did a, I think he did a one year prove it deal with Baltimore. Uh, had nine and a half sacks. You know that type of player who's aging. You know who's obviously going to keep getting paid. Do you look at something like that? Uh, there is a, there are a lot of, you know. And granted, we haven't even gotten to the point where the franchise tags and guys getting re-signed. A lot of these guys that are like, you know, they look like the the best BB gun on your Christmas list are going to be off the list because they get, you know, they get replaced. Uh, or they get signed, or they get franchise tagged. But there are a lot of defensive tackles that seem to be uh, good, you know, really good players that are are heading toward free agency. Red Rider, the Red Rider gun, right? That's a yeah. Cleveland reference, right there. Way to go, yeah, Mark. Right? Yeah. Uh, do you think how much do you, how much uh, say do you think Brian Flores has former head coach? Uh, do you say you think he's got to go into the in the room and say, hey, listen, I need to keep Daniil Hunter here because if if he goes, it just falls apart for him, and maybe even he wants to tank. Then no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, you know, do you think he's in there? You know, because we know Zimmer tried had input in 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 personnel, even though he was just the coach and not the GM back over the years until until the two started feuding and they they uh, just did their own thing after a while. It seemed like, but uh, I would say I would think Brian. I mean, he's you know uh, he certainly got uh, Kevin O'Connell's respect and and he he's 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 earned it over the years. Um, I would hope he'd be in there advocating for his defense and to keep someone like uh, Daniil Hunter because I think it all goes apart after that. If if you lose him, then then everything you got at uh, in the back end out there, uh, the secondary kind of just just goes down a notch if 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 you lose someone of Daniil's caliber. Yeah, it's it's a disaster. It's and that's you know that's kind of what Zim had to finish up with uh, as a defense whenever. You know, there was the one year where they were doing well, and because Everson Griffin had come back and he had a kind of a career resurgence. Uh, but then Daniel got hurt. Uh, Everson had to leave the team, uh, and they had no pass rush. And they kind of, you know, Zimmer's last two years, he dealing with injuries and stuff, and and uh, a lot of young players on defense. He kind of finished out uh, as good as as bright as Zim is with uh, his schemes and everything. If you don't have a pass rush, um, it all falls apart, and the Vikings would. Yeah, it would fall apart. I think, yeah, I don't think, you know, obviously, um, Flores doesn't get to come in and make the picks. Uh, just like Zim didn't, he couldn't make the picks. And right. Zim's last year with, you know, that third round that Spielman had, Zim was uh, was overruled, and that was a big sticking point between the two of them. And um, that's what ended up with Kellen Mond and yeah. Pat Jones and um, your favorite offensive lineman that we talked about every single week. Wyatt Davis, <laughs> and the one another oh, and a linebacker, Sherratt, uh, Chaz Sherratt. Yeah, well, it's all you always told me that everybody coming out of Ohio State was great, but I don't know, Mark. Maybe not. Maybe not Wyatt. Uh, but yeah, you, you know, where it helps is they have a year of seeing what, you know, what fits. Um, you know, what they do, what these, what the scouts and the coaches do a lot is they they self scouts and they 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 learn what. Uh, you know, what Flores is looking for, the qualities that he's looking for. And Flores has a um, a bit of a unique style in that how, how he uses players and, and he mixes and matches them. And uh, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's, it makes me think of when I watch it, 
uh, of what Belichick could do with with guys and make them, you know, do, make them do things you're not expecting, like Josh Metellus. Nobody, none of us would have expected Josh Metellus to have that kind of a, a role and come through on it. So right. we would do that with other guys. So yeah, I think that you know having the the having Quasey and the scouts and everyone know what you know, what works for Flores is is helps, you know, because that's how ultimately that's. That's why Kansas City drafts as well as it does, because they know, and that's why Belichick, you know, for years and years and years, you know, replaced their players. You know, they had the, obviously they had Tom Brady at the top, but they had to do a lot with their defense mm-hmm. and and replace it with affordable parts and and uh, knowing exactly what you want. You know, it goes a long way. Mark, before I move down here to Quasi's track record, do you, do you have somebody that you would name at a position and a, and a name at uh, uh, to grab in the second tier of, of free agency this, for the Vikings? Well, like I said, you know, you know, if they get a Daniel back, is it a, a Jadavian, a Jadavian Clowney? Uh, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I got remember you. Last year when we were talking about Duke Shelley, right? Remember, oh, we can't let Duke walk. Well, Duke's got another. He's on a. He's heading back into free agency. He only played ten percent of the Raiders' snaps, uh, defensive snaps. He's basically a special teamer. He's available again. He's twenty-seven. So if you want to relive the past and run it back with Duke, you can. You can do that. Never usually works, though, does it, Mark? Never. Uh, yeah, Duke was a. He was a. He was an overachiever. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but there's, there's you know young corners. I don't. You know, Brian. To me, Byron Murphy was was one of those guys. that's – you know, um, they got him for they didn't have to pay a lot for him, but you know, in order to get a young corner like that, he, you know, he was coming off back a uh, back injury. He didn't have surgery, but his back injury uh, had never really established himself. So you're you're looking at really guys over the hill or guys that are got some sort of if you're not going to give them the top money. But like I said, there's a lot of defensive tackles. Uh, you know, DJ Reader at Cincinnati, Chris Jones, as you had mentioned, Kinlaw from San Francisco, uh, Justin Matto. BK, uh, Baltimore, although he'll probably they'll probably bring him back. Uh, Sheldon Rankins, Daquan Jones is a, like a 32-year-old guy. I feel like they need some power up front. I've said this. Yeah. You know, interior offensive line and defensive line. Toughness. That's that's your word, toughness. But they, you know, they, they need just about everything. Yes, <laughs> they do. Um, now, that's the big – that's the – point is and here's the big question is Quasi the man to do it you know uh you kind of laid out a little scenario here for me of looking at what he's done and we can take a look at it it hasn't you know i mean i don't think it's been as bad as his drafting but it, it's not been uh overwhelming what how would you say Quasi's done when you look at his first two years in the free agent market well, yeah, because- yeah i think last year was because of davenport it was a disaster i think you you had a point where you 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 didn't have a lot of money. You had to get you had to let go of you know basically when, when they when they hired uh, O'Connell, they said we believe this guy can take Zim's players and win with them. We feel that you know without saying so many words, Zimmer's time had he had to hit the wall. His message had hit the wall. This guy can come in and win with Zim's players, and he did. Uh, but then they couldn't afford to pay Zim's players anymore, or, uh, and so they all were leaving. And they didn't get replaced by, you know, yeah. when you, you didn't have a whole lot of money and, and your big swing, your big, big swing was Davenport. And that was a huge swing and a miss. It's the was the worst free agent pickup in the league, I thought. Uh, and Josh Oliver, you know, is a good player, but I think 
you know, they got him on day one. He came in as he was going to, you know, give you know the toughness and the physicality to the running game. I don't. It didn't happen. They probably paid too much for him. They Byron Murphy was okay. Uh, I guess I wouldn't knock that pick, but you know, if they were taking the uh, Davenport money and gone and got a, maybe a better corner, yeah, be a story. So I, yeah, I I just feel it's still a work in progress, but this is a big, big year for him. It's, it's a huge, yeah. and I think he, he's got to know that he's, I mean, we're not telling him anything he doesn't know. Uh, you know, the good ones that he did were Zadarius Smith in 2022 until he got hurt and uh, Hicks, who's, who was great, you know, very good his first year, great last year until he got hurt. Um, and, you know, Phillips was a pretty good pick. Uh, uh, yeah, Peterson, uh, Patrick Peterson, was that was that theirs? That wasn't was was that uh, this was that Quasi's getting Patrick Peterson here? He was just here one year, wasn't he? Um, Patrick Peterson? No, no, he he played. He wanted to play for Zim, so he was here two years. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, um, but I think he when they resigned him, um, yeah, one year, one year, four million dollars. Uh, because I I think. I think the Vikings got him for a year, but yeah, Phillips was a, he's not, he wasn't a big expense, you know, big expense, but um, he, you know, he, he played more of a role in Flores defense. So yeah. And Hicks is a good, you know, Hicks was a good example. Those are the kind of guys I feel that they've got to hit multiple. If, if you don't have a lot of money going out and getting Hicks for $5 million for one year, or no, it was, I think it was an average of was it 10 million for two years. And it was, Maybe a five million average. Um, is he a free agent this year? I think he is. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's older, so you know, do you? To me, you're start when you start getting up that it, it is probably better to, to give up a year too early as a year opposed to signing him and not, you know, and having, you know, fall off the table. So there's just a lot of you know, there's a lot of there's just a lot of holes that they've got to uh, they got to address. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be a tough offseason. There's t- no two ways about it, and I'm uh, I'm actually excited to watch it this year because it, it's he's under a microscope. Quasi is, and uh, if he doesn't make moves that 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 are decent, uh, he will be in trouble because they do they have right now. I have twenty eight point nine in cap space, and so that's something to work with, and that could change if they, you know, get rid of someone like uh, Harrison Smith, which I hate to see him go, but uh, if he retires, good on him. Uh, but, you know, it's it's got to happen for them where they are, you know, and if they don't, then if if you can't get anybody in free agency, well, then 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 trade, start start dumping and go get that quarterback and and let's go, let's 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 burn it up. No, I have no idea. It's going to be fun to watch. So, yeah, I think it will be fun to see what their approach is, starting with with what they do with Kirk, and even after they what they do with Kirk. You know, the, the draft will be highly anticipated because you know they could still. I'm not sure how they can do it with those top three teams needing quarterbacks, and there being three quarterbacks. Uh, you know, obviously the Bears. You know, you're not going to trade within the division <laughs> number one. Um, and yeah, nothing's going to happen with those first three if they were to trade out of there until draft day because uh, I, the, it, right now the money would be or the what you'd have to pay is so much. Maybe as you get closer to the draft, did the teams up front get a little more desperate? I can't see them getting desperate. I guess they can. They, you know, maybe that's not a good thought, but 
you know, it, it's it'll be fascinating to see because I, I just can't see giving up three firsts or whatever the heck you have to do for for the one two three pick overall. It's just it's just too much. Well, if if they could get the uh, the you know the second pick, uh, would you they, do that? Would you do that? What would you give up for that second? I, you know, I don't know. I I just don't know. I mean. It, with these quarterbacks, I don't know, but I'm saying that, that yeah. the person you need the people that know. You know, right. I believe it, once upon a time, the league didn't we didn't all know that Patrick Mahomes was gonna be great. But there was one team, you know, the Chicago Bears took Mitch Trubisky, traded up and, and took and took him yeah. number two. So they didn't know. Nobody knew, you know, our, and but Kansas City, starting with Brett Veach pounding the table, he wasn't GM yet, but he was he was the guy that, that brought it to their attention that this guy can fit exactly what we, you know, Andy Reid likes to do. Andy Reid got intrigued. Uh, Patrick Mahomes went against all the conventional footwork, uh, you know, doesn't play under center, all blah, 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 all this stuff. What did they have to give up to go up to get him. They traded up to get him. You know him by chance. Yeah, they traded from 27 up to 10. And, all, and what they gave up was obviously they, they flip flopped the 27 and the 10. They gave up a number one pick the next year, which ended up being the 16th overall pick. Okay. And I believe a third. Wow. So, so, you know. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. You know, there is a difference going, you know, it's probably, it's less than what the Bears, I'm sure, gave up for Trubisky, I'm thinking. And, uh, but yeah, it's the closer you get to one, you know, and I've, I've, you know, the Bears, I, I feel like, you know, I used to think that you would never, you know, I, I remember when I said, oh, there's no way the Cardinals, this is, I mean, this is outdated thinking and it hasn't been that long. The year after they took Josh Rosen, number 10, you know, are they going to take Kyler Murray, number one? Or it's like, no, they just took a guy top 10 the year before. Well, Josh Rosen's out the door. Here comes Murray. So it's very, it's a very, very, uh, impatient league right now, so yeah. I would imagine the Bears have feel that you know Justin Fields has had his chance. We're going quarterback again. We'll trade Justin Fields. Whoever trades for Justin Fields probably will get a good player for a, for a great price because I'm not sure what they're going. They're not going to get a number one for him, mm-hmm. um, but you're going to get what two, three? I, I don't know. I don't know what the market is on him, but I still feel like he could be a good player for someone. Yeah, until you get these guys in in your uh, training facility, into the league, into a game, you just don't know what you have. I mean, you know, Brady, everybody missed on him. Uh, Patrick Mahomes brings you three Super Bowls. Everybody, you know, missed on him. Uh, it's, it's it's amazing. It is ultimately still a crapshoot. You know, you could trade up for one of these top three, and and one of them could bomb out and just not ever materialize into a. A great NFL quarterback. It's or maybe it's, you you do that. You trade up to number three. You give up your future. That guy doesn't work out, and then you trade you draft draw Brock Purdy, the last pick of the draft. That's how you. That's how you do it, Joe. That's the blueprint. There it is. Well, at least it gets you to a Super Bowl, anyway. Well, uh, <laughs> that'll get us to the end of the broadcast. Thanks, Mark, for your insight. Appreciate it each week. Uh, thanks, Mike Walden, behind the scenes doing a uh, producing. Uh, Thank you to Joe Johnson for for uh, creating this uh, website and uh, being the inspiration. And 
Thanks to everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it each week, so we hope you come back next week. We'll we'll talk more of this as we get closer and closer to the new league year. We'll uh, we'll have plenty of more speculation for you. So until then, thanks a lot. We'll see you and skol. Skol.